0: What are we doing in the black community? The number one consumer of a Mercedes Benz is us. Us. The number one consumer of a Gucci and a Louis Vuitton. Us. And they don't even advertise.
1: Why is it that?
0: In the black community, we are always the number one consumer, but we're not the number one creator? So you just said it, the fact that there's consumers and creators for so long, we assume success based on consumption. Welcome back. Um, we're here once again with uh, my man Ace Graham uh, with Alchemy213. We're going to jump back into it and dive into the information, man. And we'll be kicking a lot of game today and my man been bringing that fire. Of course, I brought some of the fire sneakers, but you know, you'll take a look at that in a little bit. Uh, but man, just, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on right now, man. A lot of people, right. you know, in our community are trying to be more entrepreneur driven. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're going at it. We're taking those steps. Everybody wants to, you know, try to build their own independent wealth, have, have more decision-making, more control, more freedom, kind of like we talked about. So, right you know, where do you see the industry's kind of going and of course, you know, what advice or what, you know, kind of direction would you feel like you could, you know, pass on to some of those people that are starting, you know, their own kind of brands and want to get into that space?
1: Right. It's it's really interesting that you say that because for me, I'm a buyer, right? Like and I, in a true sense, I buy all the apparel and the footwear and stuff that you see in the store. I'm the person who bought that. So I'm buying from a brand. And to speak to what you're saying is you got a lot of people that are creating brands in Birmingham or just in the Southeast region or in the United States in the world. Like brands pop up every single day, you know, but how do you create sustainability from a brand perspective? So what we do, we're not even a brand in, in, in that particular sense. We are trusted uh, people that vet brands to bring product to consumers that, you know, make sure that, hey, w- when you buy this, if you have a problem with customer service, you can come to us because we have a solution for it. Mm. And we're a stockist store, you know? So we work with Nike, New Balance, Puma, Asics, Carhartt, Ralph Lauren, like those are the spaces that we are. Now through that, we have the opportunity to build our private label brand going vertical ourselves, but the sustainability of our business is not defined by what t-shirts we make, what products we make. True enough, you're gonna get your best margins there and that's what you should have in your space, but what brings people to us is not our fly designs that we make, it's the fact that we can select Ralph Lauren properly and get the right sizes for you to be able to buy so what I see happening like around especially the Birmingham area is all of these people are making you know what they call private label brands but there's no identity to it and there's nothing for people to attach themselves to and that's what's missing and that defines sustainability so if you're making a product a brand the biggest thing that you can do is get people to support you first if you get people to support you and to buy into your story and what you're doing, then you can sell them product. You know, it's not like you're gonna reinvent something. There is nobody that I know of that's in the area that's making stuff that's, you know, one of a kind that you can't, you know, it's cut and sew that's from Japan and all of these crazy things. There's some people who are doing like, you know, um, upcycling, there's some people who are doing, you know, different things that are unique um vintage shopping or or, uh, vintage repairs like you know that that's cool but you are still working from a space where you can only be as good as the products that you have access to the materials that you have access to the vintage stuff that you do so it's just for anybody that's in that space that's creating a brand right now it's you have to have an identity first like i don't care how many pairs of you know workout pants you can buy you know and put your logo on it you need to get people to understand and that's a part of something that we we take serious right so we got a running club right but we created this running club and if you saw me last year i've lost 50 pounds in the last year Mm, because i run i average over 100 miles a month so i couldn't dare say that we would have a running club if I wasn't doing the work myself, you know? So when people drive down the road and they see me and they're like, yo, they go Ace, it's like, and then when we come out with something authentic, like, yo, come join us on a run, Now you know, man, I've seen this guy running before. I've seen him do the work. So now there's an identity associated with it. And I think that that's what we're missing because we're thinking about dollars and cents. But there's no sustainability in that if people aren't buying into what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And like I said, that that ties back into kind of what we talked about earlier the passion. Yeah, for sure. Because
0: because to get out there and run and dedicate yourself to losing 50 pounds doing that run, for sure. There has to be a passion behind that. You know, and that's what I I think a lot of people are missing because they get tied up into how much money am i making and what is my profit but if you don't have the passion to create that sustainability and do the work while the profit is not coming true you'll never get to the point where you see the profits that you want to see you know a lot of people they wanted the get rich quick scheme they want everything overnight especially our microwave society we have now mm-hmm. everybody's looking at ig everybody's looking at facebook and they're seeing well, this person came up this bad person came up but they have no idea the kind of work they did behind the scenes for they sure have no idea the struggles and the trials and to finally have some triumphs to get to the point where to have a sustainable company, what have a su- sustainability in a marketplace, how they become a staple in the community. And, Man. you know, those are the things that in the messages that we need to get out more because all too often, you know, people only see the good, but we don't talk about the struggles, And right. right. the trials that we had. And of course, you know, we know we've had many conversations, sure. you know, sure. over the last, you know, 15 years, as far as, you know, where we've come from to where we are now to become staples. And the commonality that, you know, I found from talking to you and then of course, looking at my own life and what I do is the passion and the servant's heart. When you put people first, you take care of people, people take care of you. So, you know, doing the running club, but being a member of the club. For sure. While doing not just doing the running yeah. club yeah. and then saying, okay, we well, all go do it and have a nice uh, day. But being boots on the ground, being involved in it, actively participating in it, people see that it's real. So for me, I think my biggest attribute and why a majority of my clients love me and why they come to me is, they love my passion they can tell i'm passionate about them they can tell i love what i do and i love helping them put them in a better situation so when you do that you naturally start to attract for sure all the things that are meant for you and that's why i say we have to go back to understanding our passion our mission but having a vision you know we all have to have that for ourselves and you know we got to get that because a lot of people are chasing opportunities that are not meant for them mm-hmm. they're chasing dreams and ideas because they're chasing profit. Versus
1: identifying with their passion. I think it's a couple of things, right? Like, so we lack leaders, we lack mentors, right? We talk about that all the time. And one of the things I think that's important to point out is that a wise person that's really, 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 really wealthy told me, yo, anything that you can do really well, you can get somebody to pay you to do it. Focus on the craft first, like focus on getting this done. And then once you get it done, you're going to start attracting the people because you're going to be doing it every single day. And I I've, I've found that to be true through you know our work in the store and the work you know that that we do with the running club it's just like it just attracts people you'd be running down the street and stop at a light and somebody lets the window down and tells you how you inspired them and then you might see them later on doing a run you know like it, it's that that's where we're at with that now you inspire me I'm ready to take off and run right now man, that's real you know and, and, but you know the crazy thing is man
0: I mean everything that you're talking about like I feel it you know because you know I'm, a, of course, you know me and I'm, a, you know, a faith-based person. And, you know, the Bible says, you know, your gift will make room for you. You know, and you're skillful workers. And if you're skillful in your work mm-hmm. and done the work and you have that specialty and you focus, you've honed in on that gift, it'll make room for you. And Absolutely. God will place you before a great man. So I think if we start to do that more and more, all that we desire will come to us. Back at you. Welcome to Hamilton Wealth Advisors, where our goal is to change the financial landscape of the African American community by providing the best of the best in financial professionals to help close the gap on financial wellness, wealth creation, and wealth transference. We're continuing to expand and grow our reach and add qualified advisors to our team, help us to teach our community how to create generational wealth. We're looking for passionate, selfless, and professional advisors they pride themselves in the core beliefs that education plus expertise leads to proper execution. So if you think this opportunity may be for you, ask yourself this question, what is your why? And if the answer is you want to be a professional success advisor that makes a positive impact in the lives of all you come into contact with, contact us about joining our team today. As we look to move forward, continue to be a blessing to those who would never come into contact with by creating a successful financial plan today. Welcome back to closing the gap, the truth about black wealth. We're going to pick back up, man. And we want to jump into um, something that's passionate, you know, and, and, and important and, you know, much needed. And, you know, I actually want to learn more about this myself, um, you know, but we are talking to a brother they just that's doing it. Um, so, you know, tell me about your passion project, man. Of course, we know you got your business going and you know, you're, you're passionate about that, but this is something that, you know, your
1: nonprofit that's kind of near and dear to your heart. Yo, <clears throat> it's layers to it, right? Like. We- Just so, I I started this nonprofit organization in 2011 because I knew I had this passion for, you know, like feeding homeless people, you know, making sure that we could take care of people, you know, that, that didn't have as much as we had. Like that was where I was at with that. And we just kind of sat on the entity for a long time and it's probably not even necessary to say but it just came full circle when we reopened when we opened the store because i started to understand like man there's a lot of brands that i can't work with right because of my um, strict brand guidelines of the people that i work with already there's not enough room for us to work with smaller brands too so we started thinking to ourselves yo what is a way that we can start to work with younger brands developing brands developing musician developing artists it's fashion art and music that's what we bridge that gap on right is helping them get product placement helping them produce product helping them sell product merchandise product we're going to open a location here in the next year or so in the next within the next year that will be a house for local brands and smaller brands for us to help them develop like Mm. this is a whole flagship space that we're opening for that but the other part of it was okay when i sit down with whatever brand i work with our conversation is like yo i know we're going to exchange money for product for sure right but for us to have sustainability for us to be able to affect change in our community we need your help you know, we don't need you to shout us out on Instagram. We need you to help us. And in the conversation that I started having with those people is like, okay, well, we got a marketing budget that we can kind of write you into. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But you know, what? Can, how can we do more, you know? And it started making me understand that, okay, we need to tap into that nonprofit organization budget that they have right every brand that you can think of has some type of philanthropic endeavors that they support Mm -hmm. that's the conversation that i want to have i don't even want to talk about us buying and selling product i want to talk about how is your organization going to help our organization help the community you know or how does your brand help us so when i sit down in a meeting with my puma rep we're talking about Uh, The Susan G. Coleman race that ran in front of our store on 20th street with 15,000 people and these people have no water. There's nothing open. There's nothing going on. Yo, how do we get 1,000 bottles of water to these people that are walking down the street and running down the street for this great cause? Partner with us on doing that. Let's raise $2,500 for you know, the Susan G. Coleman Big Ways campaign. How do we work with the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute to help cut them a check for some things? Like that's really what I'm trying to leverage my relationships with my brand partners to be able to do. And we use the tool of the nonprofit organization to be able to do that. It's like we knew years ago that we were going to need this but that's what it's really about and there's our 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 scope is very broad and we can work on anything that we want to work on that we're passionate about because this is a true lifestyle business for me and anything that motivates me i'm going to go at it with whatever resources i have so i always want to make sure that i have every piece of paper that i need to have to provide to do whatever it is that i need to do So that's where the nonprofit organization infrastructure came from. But for the actual activity that we engage in, that's been something that I've done every single day. You know, We do things to help street neighbors, which is a better term for homeless people. Um, I've been doing that my whole life. But now I have an opportunity to say, hey, instead of us giving away 50 pairs of shoes that we did last year to street neighbors, now I can give away 100 pairs of shoes that are supported from this brand to be mm-hmm. able to give to these people. And that's really what it's about, is just how do we leverage what we're doing with the nonprofit organization to help people in our community? I mean, what you're saying is, I mean, it's priceless. And and this is what this podcast is all about.
0: It's about closing the gap. It's about closing the wealth gap in our community. Of course, you know, we suffer you know, from poverty more than anyone else in this country. Sure. Um, especially when we look at on the numbers basis uh, the size of our population in contrast to the number of us that are suffering and under the poverty line. I mean, it's the largest out of all, you know, the different ethnicities in this country. And, you know, we need help. You know, people always say, you know, you know, you have to help yourself. I'm like, well, I can only help myself if someone gives me an opportunity to help myself. That's real. You know, from a business standpoint, of course, I can only be as good as the opportunity that I get. You know, you can only sell as, as much apparel as somebody will come and buy. Like, you know, we can't create opportunities on our own. So we need those partnerships. We need the help from the community, from the large corporations. But, you know, we have to start to put our money where our mouth is and show them that, okay, you know, you can not dictate and control us for sure. You know, we're going to take our money to people that look like us who have a voice to talk to them, you're talking to them. You're talking to the brands, you're talking to the people that, you know, are supplying and are making the largest profits off of us as a community. Of course, you know, it's well documented. We spill over spend over a trillion dollars a year. Wow. In, you know, in, uh, you know, shoes and apparel and just of course perishable goods as a whole in our community because you know we like to look good you know there's nothing wrong with that i'm all you know i'm guilty of it myself i've been a sneak ahead since 96 so i've been you know i've been kicking this for a minute that's actually so you go back to probably 88 my first pair of jays i was in the second grade
1: that's real you
0: know white red and black foes was you know it was it so <laughs> you know i got a pair that's brand new in my closet right now so it's nothing wrong with that but we have to compartmentalize and start to understand
1: how do we start to make those brands accountable and you're making them accountable you know it's so crazy one of the things to say dude like we there's not many people in my industry that do that that let's just be clear there's not many people of color in the industry you know that we yeah. that we work in there's one guy really he's a conglomerate in a sense with 22 stores but outside of that there's you know a couple of people here and there and those people were just like me in a big way that just are happy to even be at the table you know but i've learned very very quickly like yo it's not enough to just sit at the table it's you have to push the envelope and be like yo how are you helping us how are you helping us And you don't have to do it in some way that's belligerent and people don't understand. It's just like yo, I'm really doing good things in the community. I'm really trying to help some people. And here's my proof of concept. Here, mm-hmm. I put my own money up. Like, when we gave away 50 <laughs> pairs of shoes for, you know, holiday season, those were shoes that I could have sold. Those were shoes I could have shipped back and got credit for. But we gave over $5,000 worth of shoes away just because I wanted people to know that, yo, I'm really giving away shoes, bro. I'm we, really about this. We climbed in the back of a pickup truck and drove around downtown Birmingham like, yo, take those shoes off. Here goes another pair of shoes. You know, and there was that was the goal. And we wanted to make sure that when we sat down with any brand to utilize our nonprofit organization that they saw that we already did what we're asking them to help us do
0: you know I'm big on it don't speak about it be about it and uh, I mean this is a man that's that's living it and you know is a true testament of you know what a business owner should be and I, I, I have a real I have a saying that you know I tell a lot of brothers and we have a conversation you know some people don't like it but you know me the truth hurts it is what it is you know, I'm gonna keep it on you know how we do it so for me I always say that as an African-American man, you can't be 100% capitalist at all. And and people are like, well, you know, I'm a capitalist, I'm all about my dollar. I'm like, well, we know the world we live in. It's not fair. Okay, cool, it is what it is. So if I know the world is not fair and I know how the world was built and it wasn't built with me in mind, you know, when you become capitalist, that means you put the dollar above any and everything your sole end goal is to maximize profitability. When you look like us, of course, the higher you go up, the more tables you add, the less of us at the table. So at some point in time, as you climb that ladder, that corporate ladder, so to speak, you know, you can get to a point where you're the only person in the room. Now, if you're making a decision at that particular point in time, that's strictly purely capitalist and profit driven, then what are you doing to the people that look like you? a disservice so you know i see a lot of times you know people are doing well and i don't knock nobody hustle but if you're all about money you ain't all about the community and i don't want to rock with you back at you